You're listening to Season 2 of NFT 365. Talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365. Here's your host and digital futurist, Brian Fanzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And you're in for a treat. We are coming back after a, a nice month-long uh, kind of break here over the summer. Most of you jumped into uh, the last episode, got a little update of what where I thought the the market was, some of the exciting brands and technology things happening in both Web3 and AI. And excited to have today as we have a return guest, which will be one of our first uh, return guests uh, back to the podcast. And this guest was actually on uh, episode 113 of the podcast, which doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but this being episode 423 uh, definitely uh, was a long while ago. But uh, our guest, Sandy Carter, has actually been on multiples of my podcasts. I believe by far probably the only person that's been on five of my podcasts. I went back wow. and looked. So, yes, yeah, Sandy, true? five, five wow. different podcasts. The ones with Daniel Newman back in the day that we, uh, oh, the two wow. that we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so this is uh, uh, truly a joy. It's been a, a journey. And so, uh, Sandy Carter of Unstoppable Domains, uh, welcome to NFT 365 again. Well, thank you, Brian. And you know, I am such a fan. I look, it looks like you can tell it from my actions because I've been on five of these. Uh, you always do such incredible things and you're so creative and you really get to the heart of, you know, what businesses need to know. So it's always an honor to be on your, your shows. Well, thank you. And, and for those like a little context, you've, you've been a leader in all kinds of different realms of, you know, large enterprise tech. And I like to give that context because, you know, we're going to be talking Web3 Unstoppable Domains, but you and I first connected many, you know, many three-letter uh, companies of yours uh, prior to. And I think it's been so such a, a fun experience to be on kind of the bleeding edge, but also connect, you know, business and and really moving the needle forward. And and for most people on those podcasts know, you know, for me, as much as the the DGEN NFT crypto life, um, you know, kind of let's just say takes over the 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 headlines for a lot of people, you know, I've always believed in in kind of the the technology and the business and really, you know, revolutionizing a lot of the things. And I think you know, one of the shows that you were on with me was called Cloud Talk, and we uh -huh. geeked out about cloud computing. And so, yeah, this goes uh, a full circle. For those that aren't as familiar with you, give us a little bit of your you know background and journey, and and it kind of connects beautifully into a couple of big announcements that I know Unstoppable has uh, coming down the pipe. So I'll kick it over to you. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess we'll start with IBM because I think that's actually where we first met. And I did many different things at IBM, but the last one I was focused in on was artificial intelligence. And you'll see how this comes full circle. So I got to help with uh, Watson. And even when Watson um, played Jeopardy and really saw that battle of artificial intelligence, they were really focused on the enterprise with AI. Uh, and so I did a whole host of roles there. I was chief marketing officer, chief strategy officer, chief product management officer. I did several different things. And then when I left uh, IBM, I actually went to become my own founder and startup. Um, and we had a company that was creating an AI version of a like a Myers-Briggs test for companies. 
Um, and then that was actually purchased. And so then I went on to AWS, Amazon Web Services. And my first role there was to really create a enterprise division, which seems strange now, uh, given that Amazon is everywhere in the enterprise. But at that time, Amazon really wasn't in the enterprise. And so um, I helped kick that off. But as I, um, you know, kind of turned to the last couple of years of my five-year stint there, I started focusing on more emerging tech and regulated industries. So that actually included blockchain, which is so exciting. Um, uh, so I went down the rabbit hole there, mostly Web2 companies using blockchain, and I fell in love with the chain. And then also AR, VR, and IoT, all the things that we know today, all the tech today that makes up the metaverse. So I was working with universities, experience, experimenting with teaching in, in the metaverse or hospitals, exploring training or doing surgeries or helping with preventative care in the metaverse. And so what I found at AWS is I loved everything we were doing. I started doing a lot of side projects around blockchain and AR and VR and the metaverse as well. And that led me here to Unstoppable, which, you know, uh, everything in your life kind of comes together, right? So now Unstoppable, I'm doing Web3, which is based on blockchain. So our digital identity platform is based on blockchain. And one of the big things that we just talked about, um, I got to write an article for Forbes was how the combination of Web3 and AI was such a powerful combination in helping to identify deep fakes that exist, right? Videos, pictures like the Pope, um, you know, movie stars like Tom Cruise getting duped and you can't really tell the difference and how blockchain now, because of its immutability and, and the digital identity portion of it can really help in that space. So we've kind of gone all the way around. Like I started with AI, went to blockchain and some emerging tech and then back into the space where now metaverse AI and web three all have to fit together and really, you know, really drive success if you use those tech together. Yeah. It's, I mean, what a, what a fun kind of journey and, and not only, you know, you're being on, on the front lines of a lot of that, but I also, I think that, you know, unique experience in each one of those from, you know, enterprise tech to the startup world, you know, and also, you know, this idea of bringing things together. I think a lot of the disconnect in you know, my personal opinion in this space in Web3 is really not being able to zoom out far enough to realize how revolutionary this idea of blockchain Web3 and, and really even AI kind of pulled this all together. And I know, I think when you and I were first talking, uh, when you started at Unstoppable, the digital identity conversation is probably the one that gets us the most excited, right? This idea of really how do we how do we transform the way data is shared and how do we manage our, our, our information? And and I'm excited because I think the other part of this is that a lot of people want to, you know, how do we run out of the gate, right? How do we build everything and how do we take care of everything? But let's face it, I'm, and I'm sure I'd love to hear your take on, you know, from when you first joined Unstoppable to where the space is, to where Unstoppable Domains is now, can you give us a little bit of that context? Because I think for a lot of people, they might only refer to Unstoppable Domains as a, a domain or the ENS competitor or one of the, that world. But I remember when you and I first talked, and I know Lisa, when I talked to Lisa, when Lisa joined the team as well, the conversation was so much broader. But I, I know that the space needed to kind of not only mature, but I think the tech had to figure that out. What are these wallets? Where does that fit in there? Talk to us a little bit about that transformation before we get into kind of these two big announcements. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I would call Unstoppable a digital identity platform. It just so happens that the digital, your digital identity is stored as a domain, 
which we know in the Web3 world is actually an NFT. Right. Um, and so, you know, if you think about it being a super NFT, your digital identity stores inside of it all kinds of information about you that's only shareable if you allow it to be. So if you think about Web2, you go and you log into, you know, Google or TikTok or even LinkedIn, that username and password is your digital identity, but it's not really yours because if anything happens, you lose all that data. In fact, yesterday I was on with a reporter and he told me that he had set up a Facebook account for gathering, you know, sources and everything. And Facebook just shut it down. He has no idea why his Ugh. community is over a million people and he had no way to save any of that data. And so, you know, we hear stories and stories and stories like that. So that's part of what Web3 digital identity solves is that you now own your data. So you're not going to lose the data because it's your data to own and to monetize if you choose to do so. So what I really love, and I don't know if we could bring up ud.me backslash sandy.nft, ud.me backslash sandy.nft. But what you can see there is a profile view of what your digital identity looks like. And the first thing you're probably going to say is, wow, this looks like a LinkedIn profile. And it does. The difference being it's a LinkedIn profile for Web3, which means it's credentialed and the data on there is verified. So for example, I was working with LinkedIn and, and one, of the, one of the ladies there was telling me that, um, you know, if you go on LinkedIn and you look at people who have, um, who say they graduated from Harvard, 40% of them actually did not graduate from Harvard. So here, what you have in here is credential data. So if you go up to the top and let's do a search on, um, so if you see where it says collapse up in the upper right-hand corner, if you click on that, and you collapse this down, you're now able to search on things. So you can search on education. I have a soulbound token in there that shows where I have taken classes. Yeah. And now I'll go over to, um, let's see here. Oh, I'm sorry. Expand it out again. Sorry. You were at the right place. Yeah. Go up to the top. See go. the blue. Yep. Right there. Uh-huh. Now go over and it has right there filter by type. Oh yeah. Um, right underneath the token gallery. And if you hit that, let's go down to tickets, for example. So uh, the tickets that I have in there is another interesting story. I was uh, with the Super Bowl and the uh, the Super Bowl is held here in Phoenix. I didn't get to go this year, but I was listening to one of the NFL guys and he said that if you took everybody who tweeted or Facebooked or LinkedIn about I went to the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl would be five times as big as it was because so <laughs> yes. many people say I went to the Super Bowl that they didn't go. So here you can see like the ticket on the third. You'll love that. That's a Gary V ticket. Um, yep. It's a soul bound. I couldn't transfer it to Brian. So, you know, for sure, I went to that Gary V event. Um, and now imagine, you know, using that ticket and I could use that ticket to maybe get in line first to be have a, a, a selfie with Gary V, um, which I think is interesting. So now if you go and close that, if you go up there and you put an X by that ticket piece. And now let's search on uh, education. So if you go now and you search on education and uh, let's go down to the bottom because these are all classes I taught. So this verifies I taught. But if you look at these, these are classes that I took. So now imagine we're working with some universities having your diploma in here. So now instead of going to LinkedIn and saying, I said I went to Harvard, but did I go to Harvard? Now I've got a verified way to show, hey, she took this Web3 class. She took this AI class. 
It's verified again as a soulbound token, which simply means you can't transfer it. Um, this really makes things, I think, much more uh, powerful. So again, if you look at this, if you're a Web2 user, this is a really a great way to start this journey because you've linked your crypto wallet. Um, you know, that picture up there in the upper left is my avatar. It's actually from a partnership that we've done with Ready Player Me. So I can use that avatar in 7,000 metaverses. So now I'm starting to collect all this data about myself. And what I'm really looking forward to, Brian, is, you know, the California DMV just started doing car titles as an NFT. So can you imagine having your car titles in here? You've already got a humanity check in here, having your school in here. So now this becomes so much more important in this world. And so as we get more widespread adoption, I think you're going to start seeing more and more and more of those things be stored in this digital identity. And I love this. And, you know, and for the, you know, for our listeners, you know, we have the, we'll have the video up on YouTube as well for those who want to see kind of what we're, we're screen sharing it. But I will also say like a lot of things that I've talked about in here about where we're moving from owning, you know, what does digital ownership really mean? You know, Unstoppable is, is visualizing it. Right. And now we're actually able to see it implemented right there. A lot of people ask like, Hey, I'm looking at my MetaMask. How, how would I see my diploma stored in here? Or how would I be able to do proof of work or proof of execution or proof of, of attendance? And I, I know I love this example, Sandy. I think it does bring to life for people, you know, beyond, you know, what does the blockchain look like when we own things that we either own or that we accomplished? And and, and, and even the, the soulbound you know, token conversation, I think it's a, uh, it's an exciting one. So I, I'm glad we kind of, kind of tapped into that piece uh, of where we're going. And I know with Unstoppable, we've talked about, you know, the domain side of it. We talked about kind of owning uh, your identity. I love the idea that the, the metaverse, uh, you know, avatar kind of going across uh, platforms for anyone that was, you know, we talked a little bit about threads, uh, you know, Instagram threads last week, but you know, Instagram, you know, as much as they wanted to believe that they're giving us a you know, a, uh, an opportunity to take our data or our profile where we want, we had to log in with our Instagram account, right? There's a lot, still a lot of this, uh, web, it's not even 2.5, it's like 2.1, uh, where yeah. they want to go. And I think this is exciting because we're actually seeing, you know, not only what you've put into motion there, but now people can, you know, they can build against this. And I use that Harvard example, uh, on stages every time, because when people don't understand, you know, the blockchain or ownership, um, they, they can't visualize where does that come into our, our day-to-day life. But I also know there's some other things around, you know, how do people get involved? What is the, what are, where does the, you know, the actual space mean for, you know, where, what, you know, where are they buying and selling soulbound tokens? And, you know, I think there's a lot of that education, but I think there's also some education around, you know, how do they set up their own or what, what does that all mean? And I know Unstoppable has some exciting kind of things coming, which is uh, super exciting for those that are, that are listening. You're kind of getting a, a first tape on that. And I think one of them is the, the new marketplace that I know uh, was just released. Talk to me a little bit about what does that marketplace mean uh, and where can people kind of visualize what that means for them as they move forward? Yeah. So, you know, uh, I used to work at Amazon and Amazon's all about working backwards from your customers. So, you know, people would go out there and they would buy their digital identity. So like Sandy.NFT. They would design that profile page because that's like your brand. And then they're like, okay, so now what do I do? Like, what else can I do with it? And I would be like, wow, we've got 800 plus applications. You can go play with them. You can do your taxes. You can do email. And they're like, well, where do I find all those? I was like, wow, that's a great question. We need a consolidated place. 
And so we started looking to build a marketplace for them. Um, and so what we announced this morning is a marketplace with all 860 of those applications in here. It's geared for any user to be able to go in and search on, you know, an application or, you know, down the down the side, you can see all the games that are supported, all the metaverses that are supported, et cetera. So I think what it really enables you to do is now to go out there and see all of these different applications that you can use and play with and leverage that domain. You know, Brian, you and I have chatted a lot before about utility is greater than hype. A lot of people have been hyping NFTs, trying to get the value to go up by the hype or the marketing. But the real value, the real way that you show that there is something here, that this really is a market, is to show utility. And that's what we're trying to do here is we're trying to show all the utility that your unstoppable domain has. Um, and one of the things we highlighted at the very top were a set of featured applications. Um, so if you kind of go back up to the top of this uh, of this area, you can see there's, uh, yeah, right there, the featured apps. So for this month, we decided to feature these Web3 apps that use AI. This has been like a number one question, like, are there Web3 that are using AI? And there are. We featured 11 of them here. We could have featured more wow. in this yeah. area. So this is fascinating to me, like how these companies are using artificial intelligence some like Brave and Opera are using it to enhance their, their search capability. Some like Alchemy are using it to have a better developer experience and supplement what you do in development. Um, some are helping you, you know, look at your investments in a different way using artificial intelligence. And so um, for this month, what's featured on the marketplace are these because this was our number one question that was asked. Now, you guys know I came from Amazon. So one of the features of an Amazon marketplace is that you can write reviews. You can also leave reviews here on applications. So what we're hoping is like, you know, there may be multiple applications who are um, doing a certain thing. Now you can maybe see, okay, well, this one is good for doing your federal taxes. This is better for doing your state taxes taxes with how you do crypto. Or here's two email applications. One is for encrypted email. One is not. So you'll be able to see that in the reviews that are coming as well. So we um, we really believe that this will become uh, like that central hub. In fact, I was talking to my grandmother and she told me, you know, I was explaining this marketplace to her and she's like, oh, I know. She goes, when I was young, I would go down to like a farmer's market and I would, you know, get my 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 vegetables and my meats and everything. And I would meet with all my friends and they would say, ooh, you know, Sally's got great apples today or Fred's got great, you know, hamburger today. And then I would go, she goes, that's what you're doing, right? You're creating a marketplace that's online where instead of talking to Sally, you're seeing other reviews. I was like, oh my gosh, you got it. That's exactly what this is. And, um, you know, really no one's done this before, Brian. We are the first marketplace. Um, I have to give credit to Polygon because they partnered and incubated this DAP store kit that you can use to develop a marketplace. And we are the largest out there today. So there are NFT marketplaces, right? Like Rarible and Magic Eden, but we couldn't find any other Web3 app marketplace. So I think this is the largest and the first into the market. And the response today has been 
incredible. We're getting reach outs from our partners wanting to make their pages look better, reach outs from potential partners saying, how do I get on it? Reach out from consumers or users saying, oh my God, I had no idea I could use it everywhere. And, and so it's just been a really exciting day showcasing all of that value to both our partners as well as our users. I, I love that. And you know, we did in the month of May here for the podcast, um, like kind of use case month because I, I believe there are some amazing use cases. And I think the hardest part is, you know, finding them and connecting the dots, a lot of these use cases. And that's ultimately what you're doing as well, right? I think this is, you know, for anyone that that's listening and you're wondering like, hey, if I'm going to, you know, spend the time and resources, you know, inside of Web3 and I'm going to start to understand what does digital ownership mean? Part of it means that you don't want to be alone in this journey, right? Part of it also yeah. means like, where can we plug in? And, you know, and I love, you know, the marketplace, you know, it's very easy to use, very slick as far as setup. But I also just love that, you know, just from a high level, for those that aren't looking at it visually, like the the top of the categories being like B2B, utility, tooling, social, infrastructure, metaverse, gaming, NFTs, DAOs, DeFi, education. I mean, that alone, right? Just for people to to take that snapshot. And when someone's pushing back or wondering, you know, what the, can they do with their digital identity or what does it mean to authenticate where we're actually giving ownership to our, our community? There's so many great use cases here. I love that you also integrated, you know, reviews and, and I really can see this con, you know, continuing to grow. And, you know, for anyone that's listening, I know we have a lot of, you know, AI and uh, tools that I, I've, you know, either been working with or we've kind of integrated into conversations that are looking and saying, hey, like we're building an AI but we also understand that we need a, a Web3 component, like for them knowing that they have a place like this where they can, um, you know, kind of showcase what their tool is doing. I, I use the Brave browser uh, on an everyday basis. So I'm very familiar with uh, the Brave as, as well as Opera. I've, I've used that one, uh, you know, many times as well. But yeah, there's some really great use cases on this. I, I love this. I, I mean, I think for anyone that's out there listening, it's uh, unstoppablemarketplace.com. So unstoppablemarketplace.com for all those that are listening. You can definitely check it out. Um, really, really easy to use. I connected my uh, my account really. I, I tried it both ways because I'm like that one that likes to test out everything. Uh, and so I, I scanned from my phone, from my MetaMask wallet to uh, authenticate and it worked within a, you know, a second, just snapshotted it and uh, it connected my Unstoppable Domains account. And then I also tried it uh, the other way as well and it worked uh, kind of seamlessly. So that's that's exciting. And I know for we're recording this, this is coming out today uh, and I love hearing that there's good feedback, but that's not the only news. I know there's other news that's coming out uh, actually today, the day that the podcast is releasing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this was big news. Now what's the, what's the, uh, the next big news? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, if you think about it, this news was for both our partners and for our users, right? Because now our users can can see things and 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 really get access to applications. But our partners are really loving and digging this one too. The, the next announcement, I think, also is right in that same vein about the Web3 community. So outside of just our customers and our partners, now we're looking to extend that to the Web3 community, which we all know and love. And we want that Web3 community to be successful. So we are announcing that um, Unstoppable is now going to become a one-stop shop for Web3 domains. So we are going to offer on our site.eth. Now, I know people are like, what? Yes, that's right. So we're adding the ability for you to buy an ENS.eth domain. That means we are using and registering through the ENS contract. So there are no collisions. 
Um, and we believe this is good for the entire community. You know, as people are looking for their digital identity, a lot of times they want to get Sandy.NFT and Sandy.ETH, for example. We believe this is going to bring also a whole new audience for Web3. So, Brian, you know, I'm so passionate about you know, really widespread adoption, bringing in all my web two friends. So there's three things that you're going to get if you buy a dot ETH from Unstoppable. So one is you get a vault, which means you don't have to have a wallet. So what is a vault? A vault is just what it sounds like. It's a place where you'll store your domain. You know, if you were web three native, you would store it in your wallet. But you know, that's hard. It's hard to get your wallet set up. It's hard to make everything work. That's probably one of the biggest challenges. So now you get to put it in a vault. It is an unstoppable vault, but we don't own what's inside of it. You own what's inside of it. So it still adheres to our web three value proposition of you owning it. The other piece for great web two consumption is that you don't have to pay for it with crypto. So you can pay for it with a credit card or with PayPal. So we've made it really easy to have more of our Web2 friends that you and I really know come in because now they don't have to go to an exchange and do all the stuff that you have to do, which is hard. Now you can pay for it directly with a credit card. And then finally, um, you know, one of the things that, again, listening to our customers working backwards, you know, a lot of the .eth customers told us that um, they forgot to renew their .eth. You know, with uh, .eth, you have a subscription, unstoppable, right. you own it. But with .eth, it's a subscription. So they would forget and then they would lose their digital identity. And how horrible is that? So we've also now enabled what we call auto renewal. And so that means that I could set up Sandy. I don't own Sandy.eth. I own SandraCarter.eth. So let's do that one. I can now set up SandraCarter.eth so that it would renewal renew on an automatic basis. So Unstoppable, take care of that. I don't have to remember, mark it on my calendar, make sure I do it. So I think these three things, both having, you know, this being stored in a vault, not a wallet, being able to use, you know, um, US currency or other currency, not crypto to buy or credit card and having an auto renewal makes this really easy and should attract a whole new audience into this web sphere uh, Web3 sphere. Yeah, no, this is extremely exciting. I think, uh, and, and kind of the, the merging of the worlds, I think it's the Web2 world onboarding is a beautiful piece there, but I also think there's a world of Web3 that is kind of held on to only their .eth, but without a, uh, and this is my own personal opinion, uh, without a real you know, it's more of like a .eth NFT that, that they own that they've mapped to their wallet. They're, they're, and that's really that's the limitation. Like that's the only piece that most people are using it for. And I know for people that when they, when they do kind of enter the unstoppable ecosystem and see how much more there is, right. Being able to connect and, and really, you know, when you go down the list, it's, you know, and, and even if you look at like the interfaces from an onboarding perspective, right. Like onboarding into unstoppable, it feels like everything that we're, we're used to for creating accounts and connecting our dots onboarding inside of ENS. And it's not a shot. It's just more of the truth is more of like a, a GitHub response repository set up. It feels very more of like the unchained uh, blockchain. So I love that these worlds are coming together. And, and I do know for like, for those that were purchasing like a dot NFT in some of the domains unstoppable, they were already able to do like the vault and, and pay with USD or non-crypto. Is that correct? That is correct. So this is just new for .eth, the ability, okay. you know, today, 
Um, there are some ways, but it's convoluted. Like you actually have to transfer and go back and forth. With um, Unstoppable, you can just use your credit card or just use PayPal. Uh, we also do allow, if you're buying an Unstoppable domain, you can park that in a vault as well. But .eth has not had that uh, experience yet. So we thought, okay, let's bring in a new whole class of users into the Web3 space. Let's expand our Web3 marketplace, right? And instead right. of having, you know, having it be .eth or Unstoppable or, or let's bring it all together and have like a one-stop shop for all of those items. So I think this is going to be a really uh, great experience for new .eth users coming in. Hopefully a lot of the new Web2 users coming in. And I think it's also going to help the entire ecosystem. Um, because, you know, right now, you know, given the market and what's happening, you don't want the market to shrink. You want to expand. And we believe that this is going to help expand the market. So it will be good for Unstoppable, but I think it's going to be good for everybody in the space as we look forward. So I'm curious, you know, I, I agree with that um, completely. I'm curious from a standpoint of, you know, I, I like the idea of onboarding people from Web 2 to Web 3. And for anyone that like lives in our world, we've bought more .com domains than we've ever needed, right? Every good idea I have, I, I open up and buy a .com just because I'm like, yeah. oh, I have a great idea. And, and then when they expire a year later, I'm like, what did I do with that idea? I, I forgot, <laughs> right? And and you mentioned the .eth uh, expiration. I had an email over the weekend uh, from a good friend, actually a listener of the podcast, and, and a, a, a big, big shout out to Chris. Uh, and he, he actually emailed and said he couldn't believe that he had forgotten got to renew his .eth. Thankfully, it, it hadn't got taken from him. Someone else hadn't uh, come in and snatched it, but he was extremely concerned when he realized that and he was actually a couple months, like he was uh, a couple months past. So uh, I think he got lucky that it wasn't uh, that wasn't taken. But I'm curious from um, from an onboarding perspective, I know that you mentioned that being kind of a, a kind of a big gateway. When someone's coming in and they're looking now, having the ability to have .eth within the unstoppable ecosystem, and I think you know, my, my view on that has always been, I don't think people understood early on like .eth. It was more of like, oh, I heard people are making money buying and selling and trading and flipping uh, .eth domains. Why don't I get one of those? Because now I can sell the not, you know, the next tools.com to Sears or whatever, whatever it may be. But they weren't thinking about it from like utility. And you've, we've talked marketplace, we've talked, you know, the .me uh, account. When someone's now coming in and they're having the option for .eth or .nft or .crypto, you know, there's a wide range. Is there a, um, I guess, like a utility map to each one for people to understand? Like, why would I want, you know, if I'm going to come through the, the the unstoppable one, I maybe I want one of each. But you know, for me, I, I look at like .nft as a, you know, it's a it's a beautiful domain to have uh, on the sense of like it, you know, kind of it's very self-explanatory. I feel like .eth, if you're not in our web three or on NFT Twitter or crypto Twitter, uh, you're probably not even sure what a .eth is. How are you looking at it from that side where people are like, okay, well, now that I see that we have options, do, do certain ones provide certain utility capabilities that the others aren't? How are you guys approaching that for that new user? So right now, um, you know, a dot ETH works exactly as it does if you bought it from ENS, right? We're using the same smart contract. And so that means that all of the functionality that you got from dot ETH, you inherit in a dot ETH that you purchased from us. Um, our future roadmap, though, has that expanding out to where they will be able to use many of the 
additional applications that would they would also get from Unstoppable. So we haven't done that mapping yet, but that's kind of like our, our next to do is to is to take a look at that. However, Brian, here's one of the, the big trends that we're seeing. Uh, typically, when someone comes into our site, you know, we offer a .nft, a .crypto, a .dal, a .88. Right. is really popular in Asia, for example. Um, we find that most people do a clean sweep, mm-hmm. meaning that they come in and they say, I want brian.nft.crypto. I want to protect my brand. That is my digital identity. I don't want anybody else popping up with my identity. And so they do a sweep. It's not just people that do that. It's also companies. So today right. we have... Um, 11% of the Fortune 100 companies also have an unstoppable domain. We notice the same thing from them. When they come in, they want to do a complete sweep. And so we believe one of the value points here is now to do that complete sweep. Instead of having to go to an unstoppable site and then the ENS site, they can do that complete sweep as one. So I think that's also an ease of use saying, I want to protect my brand, right? If you looked at that profile page, that is your brand. I want to protect my brand across all the extensions, just like people did with .com. They got right. .com, they got .ai, right? They get they get the whole yeah, .co, .net, .all. Yes, we yeah, I definitely select all whenever you know get your domains. That's for sure. That's right, because you don't want someone who has you know Brian.com, a different Brian having Brian.net, and then being right. confused about where to go. Same is true here. So people are doing this week. So we believe that this is also going to make it easier. As brands come in, as you know, people come in to get that, this will also be an easier way for them to do the clean sweep as well. Purchase all at one time. I love that. And I and I love the the functionality of the auto renewal because I think one for for those that understand that when you're buying on your unstoppable domain, you own the unstoppable domain uh, versus the subscription of the ENS, uh, being able to have that all kind of housed in one location, it, it reminds me very much of the domain days of you know buying domains and random things on random places and then them expiring, not because I wasn't paying attention, but because I couldn't remember either where I bought it or yeah, yeah, how yeah, I yeah, bought yeah. That's it. Right. That's right. That was, That's I mean, that right. was, that was what, 15 years of my life figuring out, was it name.com, that godaddy.com that, you know, you know, you had to figure out, you had to like reverse engineer, like what, what, what site or ad did I see when I bought this or I bought this hosting? And I, and I love kind of mapping that into, um, you know, Unstoppable as a whole. Um, the other question I had just from a standpoint of, you know, I know for a lot of our listeners, they have .eths and uh, many of them probably also have, you know, uh, uh, .nfts. Um, it, as far as like connecting those two worlds or connecting uh, their profiles on Unstoppable Domains, like if so, if someone's listening and saying, hey, I want to buy additional .eths, but do I do they connect their existing wallet with .eth to Unstoppable? How does that work for someone that kind of already holds a little bit of both on both sides? Yeah. So, so again, I just want to really, I want to emphasize this because this is the first question many people ask. This is not a naming collision. This is, we are using and drawing this from the uh, smart contract that exists for Dottie. So it's basically, you could buy from either site. It does not matter. Um, Except that with the unstoppable site, you get, you know, those three extra characteristics. You can pay with credit card. um, You can put it in the vault and you can do auto renewal on it. 
So basically anything you could do before you can do now. Um, in fact, I can take my .eth. I went uh, and looked at my .eth last night. I set up a profile picture. I went over to the ENS page. I did my profile. You know how you can do your profile. Yep. I did my picture on that. I'm all ready to go. In fact, if you look at my profile page again, you'll see I've got my Sandy, Sandy, sorry, Sandra Carter. That's what I bought there. I don't know why I did that. But anyway, sandracarter.eth. Um, I have that there on that site, but you can see it in my uh, in my ud.me profile. You can see that it's there. And that is pulling that profile picture from ENS and uh, bringing and showcasing that now on the unstoppable profile. So I think this is so powerful. You know, if you think about it, um, helping to expand the Web3 community, um, you know, ensuring that we're providing extra value to .eth users. It's not just like a one-on-one, -on -one, but it's extra value and hoping to bring in more of the Web2 folks, you know, what we call the normies, right? They don't like to be called normies, but the normies, getting them into the into the game, I think will be quite exciting. So that expands the market. I mean, expands the market for you. You'll get more listeners, expands the market for us, expands the market for .eth. It's just a really good thing for all of us to do. Yeah, I think both of these announcements, I think it's great from a, you know, a discovery perspective. It's a great for, you know, expanding, you know, how we, how our, what does our digital footprint and our digital identity look like? And how do we, how do we visualize that? I think for, for a lot of people, it is, you know, we, you know, multiple wallets and multiple, I mean, the amount of things that as an early adopter, I think we all have to just recognize that we're, we're pretty used to, you know, new accounts and creating all these different things, but there does come a time in every kind of a tech adoption cycle where we're able to kind of map things back and start to get a better handle of what this looks like. I also just love it from, you know, for those that are coming in from having the options uh, of looking at this. I also love that it's kind of a collaboration with um, ENS. I think that collaboration piece, I know, Sandy, you've been a, a big collaborator with every every company you've worked for that I've been uh, able to connect with you on, you know, collaboration across, across you know, brand partnerships and, and, and really bringing in like what the best of all worlds into that, you know, either single plane of glass or that, you know, unified, unified dashboard. And, uh, you know, I think for our, our listeners, I think this is, you know, I, I often talk about it's great for functionality for you individually, but it's also great for you having the conversations for people when they ask you about NFTs or your digital identity, or why are you even in this space? You know, when you're able to kind of look back and say, hey, look, look what Unstoppable is doing. It's not only showing us the brands they're using, but it's also showing you what's in my wallet. And it's giving you more than just what, you know, monkey photo I own. They're also showing, you know, things that are actually tangible that we'll be able to map into these social platforms. So uh, exciting news, Sandy. I'm, I'm excited for, for both of them. Um, but for those that are listening, uh, you'll have both of these will be live for you to go check out uh, yourself. I'm definitely going to, uh, you know, check out the, the .eth. I love of the renewal side is my ADHD and me and renewals. Like I, the day I buy it, I have to open my calendar and put a calendar event a year from now, or there's 0.0% chance yeah. that I will renew. So the fact that I can buy on Unstoppable and I can click the auto renewal, that will save me uh, a lot of headache. So uh, anything else, uh, Sandy, to throw in here before we wrap it up? Yeah, I would love to just add one more thing. So, you know, we talked about all, you know, welcoming all the Web2 folks into Web3. And so I've been talking about that a lot. I was just reproached by Wiley Books to do a book on getting more of the brands, more of the Web2 folks into Web3. So I actually just finished my book. Uh, I don't think I even had a chance to tell you about it. It's called The Tiger and the Rabbit. And it really talks about 
how, if you're a brand, how to form a rabbit team, a team that moves fast, that goes down the rabbit hole so that you can stay abreast of all these new technologies that are happening. And um, it's really fortuitous because when I wrote it, I talked about the power of Web3 and AI. This was before chat GPT even popped onto the scene. Um, and so now it's, I think, even more essential and more important that you know, we have something like that out there. Now, it's really a scary thing for me because Wiley asked me to write this book as a business fable. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like what is a business fable? They had to sit down and talk to me about it. I don't know if you've ever read the book. It's called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Um, I've heard of it. I don't think I've read it, but I have heard of it. So it is a business fable and it, it has been one of Wiley's most successful books ever, like business wow. books ever. And so they asked me to try to recreate this, which means, Brian, you know, I've written books before, but it's more like a textbook, right? Like what is SOA? Okay, let me tell you what, how do you market? Okay, here's what you do. What is the cloud? Okay, this is what it is. Um, here, I actually had to have characters. I have a rabbit team. Um, I have to have dialogue. So it's really fascinating. Wow. So I'm hoping that um, you and your readers will, you know, go grab a copy of it. And Give me some feedback. I am a little nervous about it because I, like I said, I've never done a book like this before. Um, but while I wanted something very easy, consumable and fun so that other people would want to learn about the power of Web3 and AI. Wow, I love that. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll make sure to get that out to our uh, our listeners as well. And yeah, I think that's a cool way of doing it. I think- uh, and, guess, you know, being... and guess who's featured in the book? Who's featured in the book? You, oh, oh, so you are, you are. <laughs> so NFT365 is in there for your oh, you know, cool. really interesting use of artificial intelligence. Uh, so you are, you, I'm going to do it this way. You are actually <laughs> in the book as well. Yeah. So if you want to read about NFT365, um, you can read about that in the book as well. You're a great case study for one of those who, you know, is leveraging AI, the tools that AI brings to the party uh, in a Web3 environment. So you're you're a real pace setter there, I have to say, a bar raiser in the space. Well, thank you. And I'm excited to see that. Excited to, you know, to check out the book uh, for sure. And, and I, you know, I think, you know, I love the rabbit, you know, uh, idea, right? I, I know the very first team that I was ever able to create when I worked for the U.S. government uh, a long time ago was the Center of Excellence team. And, and they asked, like, what was that team doing? And I put on, but I remember writing on the whiteboard, it's like, we just chased shiny objects. And I remember, like, but my boss at the time was like, you're not pitching that to our senior VP. And I was like, I am. I was like, that's the exact <laughs> language. And I, I, I remember it didn't go over very well the first time I pitched it, but eventually they saw the light of that COE and, and where we were going. And, and it was a rabid team. And I think, uh, I think for anyone that's listening right now, I think part of this, you know, AI, Web3, NFTs, blockchain, uh, metaverse, which you mentioned as well, AR, VR, we know with what, you know, recent Apple news, like part of it is you don't know what you know until you like figure it out, you push limits. Uh, and you're also, you know, I think there's something beautiful about not only being an early adopter, but setting the culture. And I think Unsellable is a, is a great leader in that. I think for those that are that in that rabbit space, right? Like those rabbits being able to dig the holes and figure out where, where we need to go um, before anyone else does. And I think a lot of what, in my view, what AI is, is needing and what uh, Web3 is needing connecting these digital identities is this idea of 
what does this culture look like? How do we map things back? Right. I, you know, I've been selling my AI art and I, and I get like kind of like all kinds of feedback from, wait a second, how did you create that? Or do you actually own that? Or whose art are you stealing? And then there's also kind of like this other side of this of like, wait a second, if, if someone that was not artistically talented <laughs> could all of a sudden find an artist within them, what else do people have within them that they haven't found that maybe AI can tap yeah. into? So love the, love, love the book side, love um, these announcements. Uh, Sandy, it's always, it is always a pleasure to have you on and, and always excited to see, you know, all the things that you lead moving forward. You are definitely uh, a pioneer and leader in every space. I, I remember those IBM Watson calls where I was on that Watson alpha team. And, uh, I mean, that seems like forever. It was 10 years yeah. ago, I guess, yeah. or 11 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but, um, it, it's kind of fun to see now, you know, where we're, we're kind of not only full circle, but we're actually putting a lot of this into uh, you know, activation and implementation. And for all those that are listening that are either frustrated because things aren't happening fast enough, I mean, the fact that that you know, Watson and, and machine learning and, and AI, like, I mean, it's been here for a long time. It's a long time for people to actually, you know, start to see little lights like ChatGPT or, or MidJourney or Stable Diffusion. Uh, and, and now they're starting to see that. And we're going to see that with this as well. And I think a great step is a marketplace where we're able to see use cases and tools and share reviews, but then also bringing everything into that kind of that single dashboard. So uh, both of these things are exciting. So Sandy, thanks so much uh, for joining us again. Like I said, uh, Sandy was on episode 113. We talked about a lot of things around women in Web3. Uh, Sandy is also a, a pioneer and leader in really not only you know, pushing diversity and inclusion forward in this space, but really empowering it. I know you have some you know great meetups that I know a lot of our listeners uh, have been a part of and and Sandy. So yeah, thanks so much for having us. And uh, any last words before we send people on their way? Uh, you know, go out there and spread the love for Web3. I still think there's so much potential in Web3, especially with AI. So and reach out, you know, if you need anything, you know, just to talk or listen or have a brilliant idea. You know, I'm always here. I'm always available on, I think, basically any social media platform that you want to try to reach out to me on. And Brian, again, thank you for being, you know, you are a bar raiser in this space, you know, using AI, starting this NFT 365 You've done so many innovative things and insightful things. So I just thank you for that because you are setting the pace for the industry. So thank you. Thank you. And uh, for all of our listeners, definitely check out the links uh, in the bio or in the show notes. Uh, and do me a favor, right? I, I talk a lot about showing you care. Um, you don't have to like share this out on all your socials. Just tell one person. If everybody that listens to this tells one person about this episode, I promise you, if we get the right people listening to this in the right rooms, we're going to have some of these conversations that are going to unlock some you know amazing use cases and bring some brands into this space that maybe we didn't even you know expect to see in here. And uh, you know, I, I heard a conversation that you know the reason 7-Eleven got into the the uh, NFT space uh, for 7-Eleven Day a couple of days ago was because one of their employees was a Starbucks Odyssey holder, oh, and wow. they happened to explain to it on a lunch break that hey we were using hey this is what Starbucks did. And fast forward eight months later, 7-Eleven rolled that out in their, uh, you know, for the, in their uh, company wide. So for anyone that's listening, like you never know what little nugget, what little thing will unlock something for your boss, for your coworker, for your partners. Uh, and I think that's part of this excitement. So uh, until next episode, everybody, make it a great day. Thank Cheers. you for listening to NFT Cheers. 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review, like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. 
Join our email list to keep up with all things NFT 365. We appreciate you spending a little of your time with us. And as always, this show is not financial advice, so do your own 